And if you're looking for joy, even in 2020, there is joy. If you're looking for hope, your hope is not misplaced. As long as your hope is in that name, Jesus, he is born for you. He loves you. He is with you right now. He's still here. And as we considered some of the names that were just displayed, I want to start this Christmas message by talking about people who have lived up to their names. For some of you Bear fans, perhaps you remember William Perry's nickname, also called The Fridge. That, to me, is a guy who lived up to his name. I consider some other uh, interesting people that I found on the internet this week. Uh, This man, Andrew Drinkwater, who happens to work for the Water Research Center. I consider Brad Slaughter, who happens to be the meat manager. Or this is my favorite, a fireman who is Les McBurney. (laughs) They live up to their name. And it's not just people who live up to the name. Perhaps there's experiences that have lived up to the name that they said, like this, the most magical place on earth. And maybe some of you would say, you know what, that is Disney. Or for some of you, hopefully, you're thinking tonight will be the most wonderful time of the year that Christmas will live up to all the songs, including a white Christmas. I saw some flurries. But then there are other things that don't live up to the name. Have you watched what is my favorite Christmas movie yet? Have you watched Elf? And when he comes to the world's best cup of coffee, that did not live up to the name. Or then I consider, and it's cute when the children do it, and it's good that they do, but they fundraise with the world's finest chocolate. And I got to tell you, it still tastes good, but, but I think Lint uh, has a little bit more on them. So yes, we live in a world where some things definitely live up to the name and some things do not. And as you've gathered here, I hope that amazing love lives up to the name that you have come to experience, not the love of a people, but the love of a God who is so incredible, so unconditional, so unstoppable, that you walk away and say, there is amazing love. Or when you consider the concept of God, a supreme being who is in control even now. Is there such a God? In the midst of all the chaos we've experienced, is there someone still reigning and ruling in control right now? Is there a God? You know, some hearts, they might be like the prophet Habakkuk. Old Testament prophet who knew who God was but said this, Said, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I know your name, the great I am. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. But I want you to repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. This prophet knew the God who split the Red Sea and made the sun stand still in the sky. This prophet knew he was the creator God who spoke and things leapt into existence. But he wasn't experiencing that with God right now. He was in an age where God seemed very silent and distant. Was there still a God? And in 2020, perhaps more than any other year, there are people who are wondering, is there still a God? After we read news headline after news headline of chaos and disorder and heartache, 
Lord, I've heard who you are. Are you still the same? I've heard that you were the way maker, the miracle worker. I've heard that you're healer and sovereign. Are you still there? And if you've asked that, I have good news for you. He is here. For Jesus who was born is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the almighty God reigning and ruling now and forever. Yes, we have this God and Christmas proves it. Because on Christmas, we remember he kept his promises. To be faithful to us and to send a Messiah At Christmas, we remember the angel's announcement that there is peace to all men because of this God. Christmas means that God lived up to his name, Emmanuel, which means God with us. God came to live with us. Yes, there is a God. And if you've come to see him tonight, I hope you walk away with an understanding of his beauty, his majesty. I hope like facets of a diamond, you're going to see him sparkle in all his splendor tonight as we consider the names of God who's still reigning in 2020 and proves it at Christmas. So our message tonight comes from the prophet Isaiah. And what's really interesting about the word of God for tonight is Isaiah lives 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And yet 700 years before the birth of Jesus, he gives us such phenomenal pictures over who this child would be and what this child would do. And so we get to hear that message now. And by the way, did I say welcome if you're new? Welcome if you're new. But something we believe in this place is that God is still speaking to us. That's how real he is. And he doesn't do it, and he doesn't promise to do it through nature. He doesn't promise to do it through the stars, but he does promise to do it through the Word of God when you pick up the Bible. And because we have such a reverence for the Word of God, something that we do is we stand as we hear it. And so I'm going to invite you to stand as we hear God speaking to us, even in 2020. From the words of the prophet Isaiah, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoiced at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder, and I thought as kids rejoice when opening their presents. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire, for the war is over. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of God. Could you say out loud or to someone next to you, there is power in the name of Jesus. 
Please be seated. I don't know about you, but is anyone ready for the end of 2020? Can we be done with this year? You know, I, I often teach about the seasons of life, and one of the principles of seasons is that no season remains forever, and thank goodness that 2020 cannot remain forever. And I was doing some research over some of the words that were used to describe 2020. Some of the most common words, and one that came up was exhausting. As you consider the never-ending changes. As you consider, what do I have to do today? What tier are we in? Where do I go? Where can I go? Another word was chaotic. When we consider some of what happened, uh, I think there was an impeachment. I think there were protests. There was a... Uh, political campaigning and, and pandemic, right? It, it's just chaotic. But the one that resonated with me is lost. All the things that were lost. The Olympics were supposed to happen. There were graduations that were supposed to happen. Summer vacations that were supposed to happen. And so uh, one, one lady in California, and her name is Amy, said this. It was a year of lost lives, lost incomes, lost education, lost relationships, and lost dreams. Same word that a man named Jack in Wisconsin picked up on. He said, the year was lost for students, families, weddings, holidays, positive human interaction. That seemed a little bit bitter. In fact, others said, you know what, it wasn't just that we lost stuff, it's that we lost our way as a people. And maybe during some time of this year, you found your breaking point. You've seen the pressure kind of expose the cracks in your life. I think lost, it's a good word for 2020, which is why I love the baby who was born. I love one of the names that is given this Christ child. His name is Wonderful Counselor. And what this means is that the Wonderful Counselor can guide us by his word. When I consider a wonderful counselor, I think of the increase of those who have sought counseling, uh, people who have said, give me a word, I need a word for right now. I need something more than I got. And so it increased a lot. When I consider a wonderful counselor, a guide, I consider God's way with his people. If you read the Old Testament and they were in the desert, he guided people by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. So that no matter dark it was, cloudy, he could lead them through. And I guess as a pastor, I, I would love to tell you that, you know, he's going to show up as a, a pillar of cloud to direct you on what job to take and, and where to live and what college to go to. Or a pillar of fire, who to date and where to go. Well, he doesn't do that. He still guides us by his powerful word. See, we have the, the word of God. And the word of God is what this counselor uses to act like a lamp to our feet and a light for our way. Something we're high on is Bible reading. In fact, God spoke to me through the story of Joseph recently. And I want to speak to you what, what God revealed to me. If you know Joseph's life, he had a year much like 2020. Groundhog Day almost, where it was only bad all the time. Joseph was sold as a slave by his brothers. 
Joseph was falsely accused and then thrown into prison. And this for 30 years of his life. Over and over and over. Just bad all the time. Until a prophecy fulfilled. He was able to interpret a dream that made him second in command of all of Egypt. He was then promoted, given a wife, and when he had his first son, he named his son Manasseh. Now, i got to be real. It's not many times that a name has spoken to me. But Manasseh, what does it mean? It means forget. And Joseph went on to say this. The reason I named him that, it's because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. And as I read that word, I had hope. A hope that I want to give to you. That if you've had trouble in 2020, you have a God who is a wonderful counselor, who can show up with a day so fantastic that he eclipses all the others. Show up in a way so miraculous that it changes the tone of your life. And I'm not sure when that's going to happen in this life, but I know for sure it's going to happen in the next. Where we forever and ever will sing praise that will such eclipse a world of sorrow. This is yours. Because we have a wonderful counselor. But this year I was considering those who have had it tough. And I think of all those who are on the front lines. My heart goes out especially to doctors and nurses. I found this as, as a kind of a meme for the, the person of the year. I know this is not actually what it was, but I so agree with it. You know, something I love about 2020 is finally the awards are going to the right places. You know, before this year when we were giving awards to people who like did stuff with a ball, and now we finally see that people who save lives may be more important. Hallelujah. And I was doing some research over what nurses are dealing with and the pressures they're facing. And many of them turn to faith. In an interview, one nurse said this, that at first I had concerns dealing with COVID-19, and yes, a little fear, but I'm a Christian. And I put my faith in God. And I just know he's there protecting us here. Another nurse said, you know, it's not up to me, it's up to God. I'm going to do my shift, I'm going to do my work, and I'm going to rely on what God can only do, what God can uniquely do. Some nurses have started by uh, starting their shift with prayer because of the, what they know about God. And what have we learned through the words of Isaiah? We have a mighty God. We have a mighty God to strengthen us. He can strengthen us in all situations. That's the baby that is born. The almighty God. So he can be strong when we feel weak. He can make us accomplish all things through him who gives us strength. I consider this through the words of the prophet Isaiah. He, he told us about Midian's defeat and it reminded me of the mightiness of our God. Because Midian's defeat was through a guy named Gideon. And I always remember that because Midian rhymes with Gideon. And, and Gideon uh, took 300 people. And Gideon took 300 people and defeated 120,000 people. And why did he do this? 
because of the greatness of God. Because when it comes to God, anything is possible. No matter what is needed, he can give you strength for today and the next day and the next day and the next day. This is our mighty God who is with us. But before we go on with more names of Jesus, there's another name that's on my heart tonight. It's the name Christian. Again, welcome online if you don't consider yourself a Christian, but I have a hunch that most, if not all, might consider themselves here a Christian. And what is a Christian? It is one who believes in Jesus and seeks to follow his commands. And if we're talking about living up to the name, how well are you doing living up to this name? Right now in your life, are you trying to be a light on a hill, shining in a very dark world by how you interact with other people? Are you right now out there sharing the faith, telling people it's okay because there is a Savior God, there's eternity? Okay, sharing the faith is really hard, I get it. <clears throat> what about the easy stuff? Are you forgiving as the Lord forgave you? Are you quick to it, just the way the Lord is for you? Are you self-controlled and, and gentle? Are you faithful and patient? Are you doing the fruits of the Spirit? You know, I, I'm reading this book about why some people rule out the church, and one of the reasons they rule out the church is because the church is filled with hypocrites. Now, they're hypocrites too, but anyway... Um, what I see is we have a hard time living up to this name, don't we? If only the Christians would act like Jesus Christ, man, the world could change. But it's hard to do it all the time. And so the good news that I share is not based on how well you're doing as a Christian. The good news I came to share is the reality of Jesus' name. Because Jesus means he saves. And he is the one who took up the cross to atone for every sin. He is the one who lived perfectly in your place to give you his righteousness. And he is the one, after the resurrection from the dead, is preparing our place forever by his side. And because we have Jesus the Savior... We have true hope. Christmas means you have the one who saves. And we will forever need that one because we fail living up to the name Christian. But there's more we can consider. More that I want to talk to you about on this Christmas. And I wonder... What do your family gatherings look like this year? Are they the same? I don't know how many of you after the service or maybe sometime tomorrow are planning a Zoom get-together with your family. Is anyone using Zoom this holiday season? And it's important that we get together. 
I don't know what kind of family traditions you have. I remember growing up and my grandma would bring the stinkiest food in all the world. She would bring herring. I don't know how many of you bring herring. If that wasn't enough, its own distinct smell, clam chowder. If that wasn't enough, she brought what's called tiger meat, steak tartare with onions and rye bread. I mean, pungent aromas. And because we were from Texas, we put some nachos in there too. And I recognize, even though I didn't like all the food, it was good for us to come together. I recognize, even if it might look different, it is good for us to get to the ones that we love, to make sure we say hi, to make sure they know we love them, because that's where we get our sense of belonging. It's where we get a sense of identity. See, even in COVID-19 era, we need to get together, however it may look like. And as I consider the story of Christmas... I consider a God who says to you and to me, hey, you belong to me. If you can't see your family, it's just fine. Because I'm right here. You can always talk to me. I'm not going away. You have a God you can belong to. Because what is his name? Everlasting Father. And he is not a representation of Father. He is the perfection of everything Father should have been. And he is there for you forever. That's our God. And what this means is that we have someone we can belong to. One of my favorite understandings of Scripture is that we stand in grace. We stand in the family of God. And the only way that we're going to get out of the family of God is if we run away. Because he's not kicking us out. You have a God who says, you can belong to me. I think this is so important because Christmas brings up all those that we cannot be with. It's interesting, my wife and myself both have grandfathers who are taken on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's interesting, this year, one of our members, an incredible father, an incredible man, Randy Westergaard, is now in heaven with the Lord. And you have a family gathering without their father. And yet our Heavenly Father still shows up and says, but I'm here. And because of me, there can be reunion. You always belong when you have me in your life. But a final thought before we go. I think out of all years, what is needed the most is comfort. For someone to show up on your doorstep and just remind you, guess what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I consider all the ways that people look for comfort, and I was astounded by what one 99-year-old did in Seattle. Her name is Yvonne McAllister, and she would usually be playing the trumpet in a club somewhere. She's been playing the trumpet for nine decades, um, but where she finds comfort, canaries. She calls them her three trios, or three tenors. And she said this about the canaries. When they sing, it helps me forget a little bit. Keeps me going. I'm not sure everyone finds their comfort in canaries. But what do you find yours in? Maybe for some of you it is an animal, a dog, a cat. 
Maybe for some of you, you get comfort with eating. There's so much good food right now. Maybe for some of you, it is a present. It is something you're opening. Retail therapy. And what I love about our God is the comfort he says we're entitled to. Isaiah wrote these words. He said, comfort, comfort my people. Proclaim to her that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And that is one of my favorite nuances of the gospel. The idea that he paid double. Here I consider gift buying. And I consider buying a $50 video game. And I could go up to Target and say, I know it costs $50, but can I give you $100? You think they'd let me buy it? And what if I insisted and said, no, I really want to pay $100? Now, they might have to pocket it themselves or give you another video game. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they're going to let me walk out the door when I gave $100 for something that cost $50, yeah? You know the incredible nature of this word from God? God says whatever sin you're dealing with, whatever shame and guilt, whatever debt you thought was so severe, whatever you've done in your past, whatever skeleton in the closet, if you thought it cost 50, if you thought it cost 1,000, if you thought it cost a million, I paid double. 100, 2,000, 2 million. Because of Christmas. Because while he was placed in a wooden manger, it would transform into a wooden cross. Because the baby who took his first breath when the night sky lit up would take his last breath when the sky turned dark. Because this Jesus lived, died, and rose so that I could assure you, you have comfort. Your sins are paid for. See, what we have in our God is the Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace brings comfort. And so because of all of this, there's one final name that I hope happens in your life and mine. One final word. That word Mary. Now, I don't use Mary on the regular. I don't know about you. But it means cheerful and joyous. Mary. And what I believe is that regardless of the presence you will or won't get, regardless of the food that you prefer or don't prefer, regardless of the coming year, whether it gets better or worse, you have the right for a Merry Christmas. Because Jesus the Savior is born. And he lived up to his name. Amen.